Hello, welcome to Sombrero Fallout. This is where we listen to alternative music through the prism of intriguing themes. Hello Sombrerites, well, I've been experiencing some technical difficulties uh, in the recent past. Order the new Mac, hasn't arrived yet. In the meantime, I discovered that really the fault of the entire problem was the dongle. Uh, an item which maybe costs ooh, $15 or so. However, uh, you know, the old Mac was getting on a bit and I guess change is as good as a something. And it'll be nice to have a new machine. It hasn't arrived and I'm recording this on the old machine. Sad news, a couple of weeks ago, Lee Scratch Perry, arguably the inventor of reggae music itself, uh, died at the age of 85. So, uh, great opportunity to catch up on some of Lee's tracks when he was with the Upsetters, or Lee Scratch Perry, that moniker, or some of the many tracks he produced uh, over the years, particularly from his Black Ark studio in uh, Kingston, Jamaica. Thought we'd just try and think of a way of organizing the material. It's a rabbit hole trying to work out uh, what he recorded where, when and with whom. So I thought we might adopt a somewhat loose chronological basis that'll give you some flavor um, of how his career progressed. Therefore, we're going to start all the way back in the 1960s with this track. Don't 
That's from a 1969 album from Lee Scratch Perry and the Upsetters uh, called Return of Django. Decades before Quentin Tarantino uh, latched onto the same idea. Uh, Lee Scratch Perry was always a big fan of cowboy movies. Now, some Lee facts for those not intimately familiar with The Great Man. And quite honestly, there are some episodes I do tribute to where I am super familiar. Skang 4, Joy Division of the Fall. Sure, I can reel off facts like they're coming out of my ears. I am a little less uh, intimately familiar with Lee's career, so it's done me good to do a bit of homework. Rainford Hugh Perry was born on 20th of March 1936 in Kendall, Jamaica, in the parish of Hanover third child of Davis and Henry Perry. His mother had strong African traditions originating from her Yoruba ancestry that she passed on to her son. His parents were both labourers, and his father later became a professional dancer. Lee left school at age 15 and lived in Hanover, where he did not have much regard for working, and preferred to play dominoes and live according to his own desires, it says here, citation needed. Uh, he eventually wound up in Clarendon, where he got into the dance and music scene and earned the nickname The Neat Little Thing. Lee later moved to Kingston after experiencing a mystical connection to Stones, uh, where he apprenticed at Studio One. And it was there that he fell in with record seller Clement Coxon Dodd's sound system and his relationship with all things production uh, began right there. Working with Gibbs, he continued his recording career, but financial problems caused conflict, and they broke up, and uh, Lee formed his own label, Upsetter Records. And his first major single, People Funny Boy, in 1968, had a sample of A Crying Baby. From 1968 until 1972, he worked with his studio band, The Upsetters, and there was a track from that period. Now, Lee worked with uh, many people over the years. We're going to be hearing over the next few tracks uh, a few of his collaborations, particularly the, he may not have been the best singer himself, but his production is probably what he'll be most remembered for. And here's an early classic collaboration.
So, between 1973 and 1978, Lee Perry built his own recording studio, Black Ark, in his own backyard. And though he was using very, by certainly by our standards, primitive recording equipment, he added a unique uh, flavour to the production. We'll be hearing quite a few of these songs from that period. It was a real high point in reggae history. That was Small Axe, Lee Perry's production of an early Bob Marley and the Whalers song. And uh, here's the next uh, production from that era. So unless told otherwise, and don't think you will be told otherwise for a few tracks, all of these emanate from the Black Ark era of Lee Scratch Perry's career from 73 to 78, the golden era of reggae in many ways, and these are the reggae royalty artists. That was Uroy and uh, Double Six. Uh, there we are. There's uh, some great stuff coming up as well. What's been happening? What's been happening around here? Well, uh, COVID is out of control. Um, if you're listening to this in the future, maybe it'll be out of control where you are as well. But we've given up more or less in Australia trying to put a cap on it. So having been told it was not a race, underlying not a race earlier in the year, we're now told it is a race and everyone must get vaccinated. And if you don't get vaccinated, it's all your fault. So it doesn't seem we can win as, as people horns in this game but it's a good idea obviously to get vaccinated a little bit tired of it all now but who isn't uh, we're all okay the sun's out it's it's early spring and i've received a promotion first promotion i've had really for 40 years i've been promoted to ball by ball commentary on the, the guerrilla cricket internet radio station where i commentate so that's going to be quite unnerving for the first time trying to think of something different to say when every ball is bold i've got my first session on sunday night but so good so good fun let's hear another track (laughs) 
Blood of Africa from Lee Scratch Perry's collaboration with King Tubby. I think from the album King Tubby Meets the Upsetters from the mid 70s. All of these are reggae royalty, as many of you will know. I'll confess now, I was, when I first heard reggae in my mid teens, even into my late teens, um, I was not entirely sold when John Peel used to play it. Uh, I was just think, oh, it's quite nice, but I'm just sitting around relaxing, waiting for the next punk song or post-punk song. But as the years have gone by, I've seen the error of my ways, and I regard it as one of the highest forms of musical expression known to man. My friend Raj, who I was in the band with at the time, uh, was a great, is, is, remains a great aficionado, and I think his band played on the same bill as Lee Scratch Perry and the Upsetters. Maroon Town, named after, I'm in danger of garbling this, but named after a, a district of Jamaica itself. He's a big fan. And uh, he, he was instrumental in making me, me see just how good reggae and dub music can be. More reggae royalty collaborations from the Black Ark studio of Lee Scratch Perry coming up now.
Another of the greats from the mid-70s, that's Augustus Pablo working with Lee Perry there on a track called uh, Vibrate On. And there's a little bit of ambient noise. That's just because I've, I've moved outside. Beautiful early spring day in old Melbourne town. Garden's looking quite nice, actually, because I've had a little bit more time. I've been able to, as it were, keep on top uh, of the garden. Although, in fact, uh, breaking news, first bud on the espaliered apple trees burst through earlier in the week. I can see it from here, and there's now two or three heralding better things to come, maybe. Or just more of the same. On with these wonderful black art collaborations. Rockers! Rockers ain't no rockers. Musical days, real carpers, eh? Said them broke two skank on the river bank. We said them broke three skank in a bower bank. We said them, mmm, Lord of mercy. Dolly and them ride and them boom boom deer and them don't trouble no one business. We said them dolly and them pass and them ride, Lord of mercy. Tibam, the naughty dread skank. Tibam, Tibam.
So first you heard Croaking Lizard from Lee Scratch Perry's production of a song featuring Prince Jasbo there. And next, I guess if you were looking for a high point amongst many uh, from that period of the mid-70s, many would point to the recording of Police and Thieves with Junior Mervyn. And I'll quote from an article here which says... This song sounds like it exists on a different plane, revolutionising the sound of reggae. And yeah, I think that's definitely true. The great thing about... Not the great thing. One of the good things about this period in reggae was that there were all the young punks back in the UK who were listening to it as well through one of those alchemical processes that are hard to uh, define or predict many of the groups such as the Ruts but also indirectly groups such as the Slits and Joy Division were listening to these production techniques and the sounds themselves and thinking we love that and um, one of the more unexpected perhaps collaborations from that period was when uh, Joe Strummer and his band The Clash um, heard Police and Thieves and did uh, well I think it's a brilliant cover other people some people don't like it I think it's a fantastic cover of that song and in fact, Lee Scratchberry came over to London and uh, The Clash asked him to produce one of their early singles. It's fair to say that this song stands out a little on the set list uh, playlist tonight, but it's still produced by Lee Perry. Here it comes now.
Complete Control by The Clash from 1977, produced by Lee Scritch Perry. I think there's always been a little bit of a dispute about the degree to which that's exactly what the vision of uh, Lee Perry's original production was that we heard there, the track that was released. I think the band went back in and put the guitar levels back up, uh, quite honestly, but that's okay. Uh, I think the collaboration between them produced one full single, and that's what that's, that's all we can ask for. Somewhere around 1978 something seems to have gone rather wrong unfortunately in Lee's career and to cut a rather long story short the Black Ark recording studio burnt to the ground whether Lee Perry himself burnt it to the ground as he later claimed or whether it was uh, an accident who knows next 10 years in Lee Perry's career was somewhat directionless then he re-emerged at the end of the 80s with collaborations with guys like Adrian Sherwood. And we're going to hear the first fruits of this in the following track. Hey, FBI. I am the sky. Who are you? Hey, police. My name is Christ. Who are you that I should be mindful of? You win every year. It's 29. You know him?
ganja Universally Least scratch Perry legalized cannabis Globally Devil Dread uh, by Lee Scratch Perry, collaborating with Adrian Sherwood uh, and uh, under the form of Dub Syndicate from the album Time Boom Times the Devil Dead from 1987. And that's, that's good to hear. There seems to have been some sort of great step forward there into the uh, late 80s. And I know, you know, People will criticise me, perhaps for playing too much fall, but uh, you'll find that Marquis e. Smith, amongst his many uh, influences, thought least the Scratch Perry was one of his great heroes, and he covers, in in a way, a version of Why Are People Grudgeful on his Infotainment Scan album, which came out in the early 90s. The um, following two tracks, if I'm honest with you, I'm not exactly sure of the provenance. If I did a lot more research, I could probably... Um, work it out and perhaps people could write in and tell me exactly what's going on here. First of them is a version of a song that I played once before and the second of them I'm not entirely sure from what stage of Lee's career it comes. Maybe it doesn't matter that much. I'll play them back to back. Calling the meek and the humble Welcome to Blackboard Jungle So don't you fumble Just be humble
This is Kung Fu, taking you on a musical review. With John Saxton and Bruce Lee, enter the track. Okay, so there are two more uh, tracks from Lee Scratch Perry under his own uh, moniker, so to speak, Blackboard Jungle Dub, and I played a version called Black Panther on the post-punk dub overlap influence, as it were, uh, episode, few episodes, quite a few episodes ago now, and that was followed by Enter the Dragon. Lee was always uh, fascinated by the world of films and Hollywood. I have a feeling those are from the 1970s, but I'm not, as I say, absolutely certain. It's quite hard to unravel. I'm reasonably sure, on the other hand, that the following track is from 2016, a collaboration with Subatomic Sound System. No, I wouldn't want to put my mortgage on. I've just been bitten by a mosquito. Now, it's early September in Australia. Should we be having mosquitoes in early spring? It's almost as if something was happening to the weather. Back to the music.
Worth bearing in mind that that was recorded with Lee Perry when he was in his 80s. Unbelievable, really, and fantastic too. Let me see if I can get this right. It was Black Ark of Vampires featuring Jardin Blackamoor from the collaboration between Lee Scratch Perry's Subatomic Sound System and Jardin Blackamoor from the album Black Ark Vampires. Half Man Half Biscuit once made fun of the fact that everybody, when they get to a certain stage of their career, collaborates with Brian Eno. And Lee Scratch Perry was no exception. I move
third final track on tonight's program, Here Come the Warm Dreads, a collaboration between Brian Eno, a reference to his early 70s album, Here Come the Warm Jets, when perhaps Brian was at his musical peak, and Lee Scratch Perry, who's been the subject of our episode tonight, a tribute to Lee because he sadly passed on from us uh, a couple of weeks ago. I guess he was at his peak in the 1970s as well, You, you most people would argue, but plenty of really interesting collaborative material from the latter part of Lee's career, which we've heard as the programme concluded. Farewell, Lee Scratch Perry, we will not see your like again. Thanks for all the music. Thanks also to all our friends of Sombrero Fallout who have been humorously or helpfully helping me through my some of my... Um, technical travails over the last couple of weeks uh, forgotten to write out a list of everybody who who, who did help out apologies for that but um, your your thoughts and wishes uh, are cherished thank you including a few people like um, Terry Edwards V Lansley um, one two others who I hadn't heard of for, from for a while and that's always nice Tim Dennis Jones as well now of course what's going to happen now it's I'm going to upset my regular contributors. You're all loved as well. I'll, I'll mention you again next week. Thanks, everyone. Toby needs feeding. I'm getting ravaged by mosquitoes. And I need to get inside. I'll speak to you in either one week or two, hopefully one. And look after yourself. See you next time. Bye. Separation is divine Here is a strike